Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's livest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He's the legendary Tyvis Powell. How are you doing this week, my man? Oh, wonderful, man. You know, always another week, another another week, another blessing, you know? I You're always to, upbeat. You're always upbeat. Yeah, you know, I try to get 1% better each day, you know, just 1%. You know, if you do that, you put that together, you'll be way above what you want to be. <laughs> That's a another great outlook and I, I do appreciate man i don't think anything can get you down i don't know like i don't know if it can happen man is there, have you ever been sad in your life for like a minute I've been, <laughs> you know it's been some times where i've been crushed a little bit but you know i always bounce back you know i always try to look at the positive things i always take negative situations and focus on how it could become a positive all right good deal good outlook you can find no cap on spotify apple podcasts and elsewhere we are thankful for your support. We're having a lot of fun doing this still. And thank you for the reviews. Got five stars. Keep coming, man. No one's broken the streak. But, you know, just, just hope those continue. Give us some feedback. But, but keep it at five stars if you don't mind. I'm about to say, you, if you want to give a negative review, just give us a five star. Then you can say, you can yes. say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, you can badmouth my family. Just make sure it's five stars at the top. Don't be that individual that do it. No, no, do not, do not do that. Don't break the streak. Uh, we got something good going here. We're having fun. Uh, National Signing Day yesterday. High State Big signed day. 21 members, five of them five stars, 13 of them four stars. And listen to this, man. Seven of them were ranked at the top three at their position nationally, mm-hmm. including the number one wide receiver, uh, Emeka Abuka. Number one offensive guard, Donovan Jackson, and number one running back, Travion Henderson. Mm. How mm. nice is that? But we are really blessed. <laughs> I, re- I would really be happy we get the number one defensive back in the nation. That's what we need. Man, we need to – can you w- – what would you think about being a bag man for the program? Like, we'll, we'll raise some cash and you can deliver it to the number one cornerback or safety next year. I do it. <laughs> 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 I, do that. I just thought, you know, with the history that we have at, at our in our secondary, you know, with the, the people that's been drafted and going on to the next level, I just don't understand how people wouldn't want to, you know, come there. Like, I understand the LSU thing from time to time, like, because they got some some big names, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. But as of lately, I mean, Ohio State just been top tier and dominant. So I just don't understand why. Like, we don't get the number one corner or safety in the nation. Yeah, you'd think it'd be soon, man, because they're, like you said, Ohio State puts guys in the NFL left and right, and they got some good corners this year, got some four-star guys. But uh, it's been a bit since, you know, Ohio State's been able to land the number one uh, cornerback. I guess maybe Jeff Okuda might have been the last one. Yeah, I mean, that – as he, he and he was worth it. He was <laughs> had a great career at Ohio State. So I, you know, just saying for anybody that's any high school recruits that's listening, you know, just saying. Same class as Chase Young. Those two came in together. They're both top ten prospects in that class. Uh, worth pointing out too. We're joking about the bag and the money. Uh, Tyvis and I would never. Cheat. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. We got a Clemson fan listening about to call the NCAA. We got to be. Get, we got. We got to be careful here. You can't be out there. We, they're going Odell Beckham us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be that. Uh, don't. Don't go around. So if Ohio State wins it all this year, we can't go on the field and, and start handing out hundreds, right? <laughs> No, we can't. Not you know what? With this pandemic going on, I doubt anybody got 
got a, can afford to be handed on. <laughs> we all do it bad this year. I hear you, man. Uh, Kyle McCord is a quarterback, the first five-star quarterback to sign with Ohio State since Braxton Miller way back in 2011. You know Braxton very well. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's been a minute. Wow, so this isn't, this isn't the guy from Texas, right? No, that's, that's uh, next year's class. He'll be here in about a year. Oh, wow. It's going to be a very tough quarterback battle. With, with oh, they got some guys in the room. McCord is from this quarterback, and this class is a five-star from the Philadelphia area. So a little East Coast guy. and Well, uh, you know, like you, everybody, you know, with Ryan Day, what he's been doing with quarterbacks, I mean, I, it's just like the defensive back thing. Like, I can very well see that quarterbacks start coming to Ohio State. I mean, out in Clemson, I, you know, I got Clemson a little respect. You know, they had Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. But they had them too. But, you know, with the quarterbacks that we've had, and with the Braxton's, JT, Cardell, Dwayne, and now Justin, I mean. Wow. As a high school recruit, you got to look at that and be like, man, I need to go to there and help help uh, Coach Day develop my game and make me a top-tier player too. So, you know, I can honestly see our quarterback, us getting the number one quarterbacks for years to come. I hope so. And you know what? Day will do it. And like we talked recently on shows about Ohio State's essentially become quarterback you for youngsters because Ryan Day's got that kind of reputation right now as a guy that will develop you and has an eye for talent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm a young quarterback, Ohio State's, you know, near the top of my list. I'm probably also looking at Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. What they've done with quarterbacks has been pretty impressive the last five years or so. Yeah. They, they they got Heisman's and they under they, they do. But the way they be talking, act like you know Lincoln Riley might go to jump to the NFL one day. So you know we'll see. I'd love to see it, man. I'd love to see. Uh, I'm all for getting any coach uh, out of college football that presents a threat to my team, so they can all leave for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> so you would want Dabble to go to the NFL? Yeah, I, I want Dabble to. I don't want anything nice for Dabble. I want Dabble to just. <laughs> to get fired from some big scandal to, to end his life homeless on the streets. I mean, that's what I want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I want Dabo to end his life homeless. I'm like, I'm going to be real, man. Wow, you got I know. You got <laughs> You sound like me when we talk about Michigan State. Golly. Man, I, I, I don't hate a lot of people, but, man, I, I hate Dabo. <laughs> I can't help it. I cannot help it. He's a, he's a villain, man. He, he is. Hey, I, I, I can't really say nothing about the guy. The guy beat me once, so I can't really say nothing the bad about the guy perfect villain man he's always yapping too like yeah i don't know maybe not homeless maybe just lose his voice for about two years or something like that that'd be cool i could live with that too we can live with that for sure uh bucks got the number one or two player in the states of ohio washington texas virginia pennsylvania missouri and kentucky it's the number two class in the nation and the number one class in the big 10 for 11 straight years. <laughs> you were part of one of those top classes in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think once we end up getting the Joey Bosa's and the Ezekiel Elliott's, you know, I think it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, honestly, in our class panned out. You know, we did some great things for Ohio State for many years. So it was definitely, it definitely was worth it for sure. It's good to be a part of a top class. I mean, I knew I wasn't a top recruit at all, but <laughs> just to say I was a part of the, the top <laughs> class of the Big Ten, you know, I'll take that. Did you keep track on uh, when you were already in the fold, you were committed? Did you kind of keep an eye on, like, what some of the other guys were doing in the class that were committed as well? Nah, I wasn't. I'm be honest with you, I was not. You know, I was just focused on getting there and trying to be the best I could be when I got there. 
And then back then, that you guys didn't have. I mean, did you have group texts or what did you guys do back then? We communicated on uh, Twitter. The, okay. I mean, Twitter wasn't a huge thing, but Twitter was 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 the thing at the time. So you know, we followed each other um, when we took our official visits. That's when we all started to communicate more. That's when we exchanged numbers and stuff like that. So yeah. Did you try to recruit anyone into the fold that wasn't committed, or did you just keep minding your own business? Or um, I tried to uh, recruit. Actually, the one guy, um, I think his name was Dwayne Stan- Stanford. He was he was with Adolphus Washingtons. He went to Taft. So okay. Taft with Adolphus, and you know, for a long time, I thought I felt like he was going to come. He's like a six-five wide receiver. Ooh. For a long time, he was going to come, but he ended up going to Oregon. And, and that, that's what happened with that. But, yeah. Did you see him on the field in the championship game? Did, did yeah, you know? he was there. He played. He played. He was um, – I guess he wasn't, um, like, the guy at receiver. Right. I, think, I think they had, like, an injury or something. So, he was, like, in. they put him in to play. They had to fill a spot for somebody. He pretty decent. I don't think he really did anything crazy. But he's still a decent athlete. Six five, big receiver. Wow. He had all the intangibles. My memory serves correct here. I think they had one or two wideouts uh, that that failed a drug test right before the game. From yeah, something like that. He yeah. ended up being forced to play because he wasn't like the guy, but huh. he ended up becoming like the. He had to be the guy for that game because they. I don't know if they was injured or whatever happened, but something happened. Michigan finished second in the Big Ten this year somehow. I don't know how they did that. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why. Like, I, I've, if I was a recruit, I would look at Indiana more than I would look at the team up north. I'm being honest. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Michigan was terrible on the field. Their coach may be gone. Indiana, Indiana had, like, the worst recruiting class in the Big Ten East. How's that? Like- it's because a lot of people didn't know like they would be this good. I guess like you get, okay, let's let me let's be serious for a minute. Like people go go to the team up north because I really don't know, but I'm gonna just I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I'm gonna say that you know maybe the history. You know, it's a big school. They got one of the biggest stadiums. You know they're they they end up getting a lot of people from their school drafted, and you know they do fairly well in the NFL. So probably from that standpoint. You know, that's why people would want to go there. Um, but, yeah, with the with the coaching situation and the way they played this year, I mean, they they look like they were uninterested at times. They need to go find – they, in all seriousness, need to go find whoever the number one corner is and convince him to come there because their secondary was not good. No. I think the one guy – I can't even remember which side. He, the corner that plays – all right, so if you if you on defense, whatever corner is on the right side, <laughs> from on the right, oh, he was getting picked on all season. Like it was like teams was coming in, like where is that guy? And throw right <laughs> at him, and it was like a touchdown. Like so, they need to go find the number one corner to recruit ASAP because yeah, it's just not looking good over there. But for some somehow they got the second class, but I, I don't get it. Man, just I, I'm trying to think of what you what you think about if you're because you, he's got to know. Hey, they're picking on me. They're throwing in my way a lot. I mean, what, you're, you're, <laughs> listen, that's a confidence listen, drill, isn't it? <laughs> listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is. It's one of those things where like you got to make a play to get them up off you. Because if you don't, is all offensive coordinators are ruthless, man. Like, yeah, 
I, and I watched it happen so many times. And on the NFL level, it's even worse. Like it, it, it's they like they make you really question if you're good. And the only way to <laughs> stop them from coming at you is to make a play to get them up off you. And if you don't, they literally it seems like every play comes your way. Like every time they want to throw the ball, it's coming your way. And it's like back to back to back. So like we just hit you on the slant. Boom. Next play, we hit you on the dig. Boom. Next play, we fade you up. Boom. It's just, it's just like, man, golly, go to the other side. <laughs> I can so, see it, man. I can totally I, I, see it. No, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm dead serious. That's why you got to you gotta be on top dog, be on your A game at all times. Because once they get one play, I'm telling you, it's it's like they fade. This is how it really happened. They throw a fade. If they catch that fade ball, you are, as a DB, you are already mad about, like, man, I just gave up this deep ball. So it's like the offensive coordinator looks at it and he'd be like, hmm, let me, <laughs> let me see something else. Let me try something else over there. And if he get that one, the next play too, oh, it's over with you. You in trouble. <laughs> you got to pray to God your defensive coordinator call cover two or something because if you stay in man, it's over with. They're going to just keep going right there because they done figured it out. Man, that's uh, – yeah, we talk about a lot of the, the glory and in the, in the, in some of the rough parts of playing in the league, but uh, – uh, the confidence part, man. I'm sure there's some guys, and because like they're gonna get beat in the game, and you can't go check social media afterwards. You, I would at least, right? Oh no, that's just like uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. So <laughs> funny you bring up social media. So anyways, last week I'm watching the uh, the Florida game, uh-huh. and and the guy <laughs> that 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 Marco Wilson dude took the shoe, took the dude's shoe and threw it up the field. And he got the 15 yard personal or personal penalty or whatever it was called. And unsportsmanlike conduct is what it was. Anyways, so me and Lord was like, I was like, look that dude's name. I bet you he trending right now. Because <laughs> he, <laughs> he basically, and all, he actually, he just costed the game. It's really what he did. So I'm like, we're going to look his name up and see what they said about it. They was killing them on social media. I was like, man. And they kept showing the kid wrong because he knew he blew the game. Like, they would have never got the field goal and lost the game. He never threw that shoot. It was fourth down and everything. So, it was like – it was pointless for you to even do that. But I get it. He was probably caught up in the moment. Man, there's a great tweet that's kind of in line with that. It's uh, basically it says, each day on Twitter, there's one main character. Your goal is to never be it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, you trend, if you trend, boy, you better pray to God you won the Nobel Peace Prize or something. Because if you didn't, if it's something negative, oh, oh man. man. You, you got to deactivate your account for the day. Don't even get on there and look. <laughs> I would. I'd, I'd melt down. Hey, getting back to Michigan a little bit, do you think that uh, – I'm old. This doesn't matter to me, but does the <laughs> does the Jumpman logo, does that, does that carry any weight, man, at all? Or is that – I mean, I'm not lie to you. It's very interesting. Like it, it's definitely appealing, um, especially for like you know yeah, the younger generation because all we wear is Nikes and Jordans, anyways. So you know that's that's appealing. I don't really see like no big perks from it. Like they, I'm like, I, actually, you got to go to school for the team. Like, like okay, Ohio State is not Nike, is not is not Jordan, but it's Nike. So mm-hmm. am I gonna pass up? To go to Ohio State to go to the team up north just because of a, a brand? No, absolutely not. Now, if it was Adidas, that's totally different, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, but, if it, it, young Tyvis, if it came down to two schools that were neck and neck, and one was Adidas and one was Nike, Nike might be Nike might be enough to put you over the top for the other school. Yes. Mm, interesting. Yes, it it would actually. 
Uh, I'm just I've never been an Adidas guy though, so you know that's it's different. But yeah, that recruits pay attention to it a little a little bit. I mean, it's not like it has a huge effect on it, but it's something that you definitely will look at for sure. My son is nine, and uh, Adidas is hot in his world. Man, he's all about wearing ultra and that's, boosts. And, that's you funny because it, it's when you a kid, it's really like that sometimes. Like yeah. when, you, when you a young kid, was like when you become a teenager. That's when it's like, man, Nike is where it's at. But some people, it's just Adidas till they die. Adidas is definitely, I would say, they're more comfortable for sure. Easy, Easy's have helped Adidas a big way. Oh well, yeah, one hundred percent. A lot of people, a lot of people coming out, coming into the league. It was a lot of people that told me they were signing with Adidas just mm. so they could get Yeezys, and I'm like, wow. That's where exactly what I said. <laughs> wow. You know, there's cheaper ways to get to get some Yeezys. Yeah, uh, like wow. Alabama jumping back to recruiting did finish with a top overall class again. Uh, it's the ninth time in the last eleven years Bama's had the nation's number one class, and what they did, I mean. They had like two prospects forever when other schools had 15 signed up. And then, you know, they do what they do. They close. And, of course, yesterday, signing day, they saw, I should say, uh, Wednesday on signing day, they signed, you know, they flipped two kids from LSU at the last moment. Mm. And I swear, they do this every year. They flip kids on signing day. And I swear Saban tells these kids not to do it early. Wait till signing day. Because that does two things, right? LSU is their enemy. So, it sucks the will to live out of their fans and their coach if you get hit with a flip on signing day. And then it doesn't give, like, you know, doesn't give LSU enough time to go out and try to replace a guy, right? That's true. Yeah. He's diabolical. Saban's diabolical, man. If, he he's, is, if he's doing that, he – That's next level. It's a, yeah, it definitely is. It's a, definitely a mental killer for sure. Yeah. So, I, I just – I think it's fascinating. I wouldn't put it past him to seriously tell the kids, don't don't flip early. Flip on the day of because we need to roast these dudes and, and – uh you know, if that's true, then I kind of got to begrudgingly give him some respect for that because that that is it's straight evil. It is. It is. Yeah, he's a mastermind. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes. He really sat down and thought about that. Like, he did. He's like, how uh, can I inflict the most pain on my rival? And he came out with a way. And, and you I mean, know. but to to this credit, LSU, unless you're from Louisiana, like LSU isn't this year giving people a reason to want to go. No. Not at all. Yeah. No. So, and you know, it's just it's, it makes you think, like, man, Joe Burrow and that offense coordinator really made all that much of a difference, you know. But to in in other ways, you know, it was they lost this, their number one receiver opted out, so you know that's the thing, and it was like it's tough to replace talent like that that fast. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're in a little bit of a bind. I don't, I've always been. Convinced that Edo is not a great coach, and he just had some. He had, he, he had two great Joes last year: Joe Brady, the, the passing he was coordinator. Sticking with that, man. God. I will. He won't be there in three years. He will not be there in three years. We'll have. We'll talk about it in three years. He won't be there. I mean, well, a lot of a lot of coaches. Unless you're the coach of Ohio State, you don't really be there for three more than three years, anyways. Like nah, that's true. A, a friend told me like. And this is off the record, anyway. This has nothing to do with anything we talk about. You, you know we're recording this. You can't say off. Well, I'm not not off the not off the record. Not off the record. Okay, just want to make I'm sure been, you were about to I'm get just, someone I'm in just trouble. Say like this ain't got nothing to do with anything. But somebody told me like when you a coach, like you should, like you should want to be like good but not great, right? Because it's like good coaches always get hired. Like I think he was like his example was like Chip Kelly, for example. He got he was with. Uh, Oregon, left Oregon, went to the league, got fired, went to another team, got fired. Then he went to U- U- UCLA, 
blah, blah, blah. Well, basically what he was saying is now he's getting paid from all these other teams. <laughs> he's getting all these all these teams is still paying him. Like, he, yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're great, obviously you just stick in that one spot. But if you're just good, you know, you can get paid from different teams and stuff. It's like, eh, I mean, it's, that's a, you're rolling the dice a little bit, but I see where you're going with it. I see your angle. That makes sense. Another guy that got paid a lot was uh, Greg Schiano, man. He when he was at Ohio State, he was still getting paid by Tampa Bay. <laughs> so you, see, that's you, what I'm saying. Cause yeah, it, but see, see, Schiano at a point was a great coach. When he was with Rutgers, he was a great coach. He's solid. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna be good for him now. He's done great work this year. But yeah, it's just like he was just kind of good. You know, he's a he's a big name. You know, good mm-hmm. coach. And that's why he get paid for all these Yeah, I mean, that's something that 99% of Americans will never understand is the, the – I've certainly never happened to me, but I'm just getting two, paid by two people at the same time. It's like – And they – And he's better. Like, these ain't no jump no change checks, though. These <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. like life-changing checks coming Yeah, my, yeah that's – Woo! It's oh, like nice. my, my direct deposit just came in. Let me buy a Tesla, those kind of checks, you know? <laughs> Woo! Must man. be nice. Ohio State still has a chance. There's a big fish out there. Five-star defensive end, JT Tui Maloow. He's uh, from the Seattle area. He's going to announce his decision in February or so, but narrowed his list down to five schools, Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, USC, and Washington. Uh, Bucks are the big-time leader for him right now. Uh, Ryan Day's Got some dudes out of Washington lately, which has suddenly become a you know an interesting recruiting ground. Wasn't always the case, but population has blown up out there. Uh, he is the number three player in the country. Ohio State got the number four player signed already, Jack Sawyer from Pickerington. They're mm-hmm. both defensive ends, so if they can get JT, that would give them the number three and number four players in the entire class. Both of them are defensive ends. Uh, that that's good. <laughs> to say the least that would be very scary i'm not gonna lie to you and i'm nobody would be more happy and more deserving than coach johnson you know he he definitely produces great defensive linemen we've already seen his resume we already talked about his resume on past shows and it would be unbelievable to see what he would do with two of the top five players man it would be something special so hopefully you know yeah, and, and, you know, obviously Alabama's a big draw, but if I'm a defensive end, I want to go play for Larry Johnson in Ohio State who's put, you know, Buckeyes are about to have Chase Young win NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to be the fourth in a row from Ohio State to win that award. That's insane. And we had it in a row like that? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me think about this. <laughs> so we had Joey. Like, yeah, Joey. Marshawn. Then with Marshawn. Then Nick. And then Chase. Well, yeah, that would definitely get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got to make the recruiting graphic. It just says, "Do you like? To, do you want to get paid someday? <laughs> Come Man, play for Coach Johnson." It right? shouldn't even be. It really shouldn't even be like an option right now. We shouldn't even. It, that's not even up for debate. Like, if, no. if you're smart, you know, come ahead, go ahead and go to Ohio State. You'll be loved forever. You'll be the big man on campus. You know, your your life will be great. You'll get great, outstanding coaching, and you'll go to the NFL and become rookie of the year or defensive rookie of the year. How do you turn that down, huh? Problem is, you got two of them in the top five, top five picks. So, you know, <laughs> just all you're doing is going against him. <laughs> true, true. But imagine, imagine if, it, you know, if he does sign and, and, you know, two years down the road or so when those guys are both a little more mature and starters and whatnot, and 
uh, how gnarly that defensive line is going to be with the, those guys both on the edges. Good Lord. Man, they, I tell you what, it would make the defensive backs happy. <laughs> yeah, you guys like that, don't you? Oh, man, we ain't got a cover for that long. <laughs> College football playoff rankings came out again Tuesday this week. More drama and lunacy this week. Top five remain the same. Alabama, number one. Notre Dame, number two. Clemson, three. Ohio State, four. Texas A&M, five. But, man, these this is like the first time – uh, the rankings, I mean, they've, they've not made much sense all year, <laughs> but but you're starting to see a lot of people in the media and certainly fans clapping back at the committee right now. You got 8 no Cincinnati at number nine right now. They fell one spot for some reason. Uh, six and one Indiana at 11, 11 and 0 Coastal Carolina at number 12, undefeated USC at 13. And then meanwhile, you got all these two lost teams up there, eight and two Iowa State at number six. That's lost, the one that blows my mind. I, I mean, they're, they're playing well, right? They're playing well, but they lost to an FCS team at home to start the year, right? I, it blow, it trips me out that they are ranked six. Like, why? I just knew it was going to be Cincinnati. I'm not going to lie to you. It blows my mind that they are at six. Yeah, it's insane. And no respect for Cincinnati, Indiana. Hey, isn't, isn't Matt Campbell the head coach there? Still? He is. Ohio okay, guy. I got a lot of respect for Matt. I, I, do, I respect that. What about about Florida? What about Florida? Eight and two. They just lost at home to a really bad LSU team. Let's be real here. That's not a good LSU team at all. I I, I thought they fell one spot to number seven. They fell one spot. I I thought they was going to drop to like 13 or 14. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. I I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, it's like they, like, it goes back to that SEC stuff. Like, all of a sudden now they hold a lot of weight now. It's like, man. You know, they lost to LSU. You know, LSU's record not that good, but LSU will go out and beat a bunch of a bunch of schools from other conferences. And it's like, that's not true, like, at all. Like, that's really not true at all. Like, the SEC be getting beat sometimes at all these bowl games, and we see it every year. And it's like, like that, they got to let that go, man. Like, you need to really look at the team's play and really say what it is, like – there's no way that you're going to tell me that Cincinnati is, can't compete or not better than these teams. You're not going to tell me that. And they and Cincinnati be blowing teams out. Like, they be rolling. So, it's like, you know, they definitely show that they got the talent. They need to stop doing my boy Fick like this, man. It it's madness. No it's madness. Seven and two Georgia, number eight. I mean, that that's a Georgia team hasn't beaten anyone really good this year. Uh, Gary Barta, Iowa Athletic Director, is the committee chair this year. And there's a conference call right after the rankings are released each Tuesday. Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, she went right after him with the first question, basically saying, do, do game results even matter this year? I mean, that, that's where we're at right now, where the media is like, does what happens on the field even matter? Uh, you got the American Athletic Conference where Cincinnati plays, their commissioner, Michael Oresco. He's so mad. He came out and said, quote, I never thought I'd say this, but if this continues, bring back the BCS. Hey, people hated the BCS, and this is what this is where we are. <laughs> yeah, because that was all computer ratings, rankings, or something like that, you know. But you know what, though, you know what? <laughs> I hate to say it, man. It's just the year has been, man. It's just been a crazy year. What, what way to make it more crazier than to go ahead and mess up the, the CFP? Now, granted, I'm not complaining. Ohio State's in there, we in there good. So, I, you know, <laughs> we at the top four, we good. You, they are. You said it. Ohio State's in, and it's simple, man. If the Buckeyes beat Northwestern, 
Saturday they're going to be in the college football playoff. And they'll probably move up to three because no matter what happens between Clemson and Notre Dame, they're not the, the college football playoff committee is not going to set up an immediate rematch between those two teams is right. what I'm thinking here. Yeah. So they're going to slide one of those to four because you're going to have two and three play. And, and let's say that Clemson beats Notre Dame in a close game. In a normal world, you'd say, okay, we'll move Clemson to two and maybe slide Notre Dame to three, keep Ohio State at four. But, you know, I don't think they're going to do that just because that would create a rematch right away. It'd be the third time those teams play this year. I don't know. Maybe they'll do it, but I just don't think they will. So, I mean, bottom line, we feel pretty good right now. If Ohio State takes care of Northwestern, plays a clean game, they're in the college football playoff. I agree. They're 100%. I wouldn't. I mean, even though I think Notre Dame's actually going to win the game. <laughs> actually, they, I do you? I, I do. I think Notre Dame will just flat out, they ain't going to beat them bad, but I think they're going to win that game. I, I don't know why. It's just I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, man, you know what? The last time they played, Notre Dame should have beat Clemson way bad, like by way yeah. better than what they did. Like they fumbled the ball and turned it over on the goal line. Like it was, it was crazy stuff like that happened. So, and I think from a statistics standpoint, I just, like, if you watch the game, it's kind of like like they were the better team. Like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to make that much of a difference. Like, he will make a difference. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think, like, the surrounding pieces, the supporting pieces is going to be able to play that much better because Trevor Lawrence is back, if that makes sense. Like, I no, feel like they, they right. showed they hand. Like, they not that good. And I don't – I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to make it like they're going to be just come spectacular again. Yeah, people want to say that, oh, they didn't have Trevor last time, but their backup had 450 passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, wasn't like they didn't get a good game, you know, at quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you said it. And it, another thing that's nuts is Clemson's offensive line is not that good, man. Like, remember, Tra you know, Travis Etienne, the running back they got? Yeah, he ain't having a solid – he ain't having a great season like I no, thought he would. Not at all. He's a preseason Heisman candidate. And I don't think he's topped 100 yards in five or six games. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. He's still going to be the number one running back off the board. <laughs> we got to see about that. But he's not having a good year. Uh, this whole playoff drama, man, it, it, to me it's just accelerating and, and making a really persuasive argument for the need to expand to eight teams, to get the playoffs from four to eight teams. Because, I mean, let's face it, man, unless you're a fan of like one of five or six teams, college football can't be that satisfying. We're fortunate. We're Ohio State fans. We're, we're in the mix. But like, I mean, Penn State, Minnesota, TCU, Cincinnati, imagine being a Cincinnati fan or, I mean, you, you, you don't have a chance. I mean, it's a it's a haves versus have nots world right now in college football. So they're going to have to expand it. And I, I would love to see it get to eight. You can have five auto bids go to the five power five conference championships. And then you've got three picks. You can pick anyone you want, but you shouldn't grow involve, you know, the non power five teams. So, you know, if you had eight teams this year, Cincinnati would get one of those bids. What are your thoughts on a playoff? Do you, do you like four? Or do you want to see it grow? I like to see it grow for this for the reason that you know honestly it seems like every year it's kind of like it's like okay so in in college football let's think about it like this college football is like five or six teams that dominate every year you got Alabama Clemson Ohio State sometimes Oklahoma and then you got some team like the Pac-12 USC or Oregon or something like that right. and it seems like every single season is like those are those at least three of those teams I just named is going to be in there and then this might be a fourth like or somebody from the same conference might come in there so it's kind of like you know the first three spots is already 
predicted. Like yeah. you know, you know what it's gonna be. And it's kind of not fair. Like no. even, if, even if they don't look that good on paper, like I don't think Clemson looked that good on paper this year. Alabama for sure looks really good. And Notre Dame deserves to be in there. But I don't think Clemson is really that solid of a team like people think they are. Like like I just told you, I think Notre Dame just gonna beat them again. But like it's it's predicted. And it's I feel bad for like Cincinnati who's having a outstanding season and they deserve to be at least consider, and they not even absolutely to be in there. Like you know, you got teams yeah. like that came from like the bottom that that wasn't good in all the previous years. Like Texas A and M, they haven't been good like that in previous years, but they having an outstanding season. Indiana, another example. Like mm-hmm. they deserve to be in there at least competing for it. I feel like they should get a shot in it at least. Yeah, but it is what it is. Like yeah, so I wouldn't mind it going to eight. And you you mentioned the Pac-12, but, I mean, they've been ignored for, like, the last three years, basically, too. Like, they're hardly in the mix. I mean, they, they don't get talked about. They, the, co- the committee would just as soon have two SEC teams than to think about a Pac-12 team these days, it feels like. And I don't know. Just... And, and they was in the national championship the one year with, the, with Oregon when we played them. Right. So it's, it's not like they're not good. I, I tell you what, I got some respect for them that day because I thought they was just – Pac-12 just a passing lead, but they they had the running backs running that ball pretty hard that game, so I have to give them their respect, you know? Came to hit a little bit. Yeah. What I like, too, is if you go to eight, then all of a sudden, you know, your team could have to play three games to win it all because you'd have, uh, what, quarterfinals, semifinals, then championship. I mean, and it's that, basically getting them ready for the NFL because it's pretty much the same way. If you, well, you, if you win, get the first round by, you still got to pay – three games you might have to cut out like a league you know conference championship games and i'm fine with that if we got to get rid of them to expand it I'll, I'll i'll do that even though i enjoy conference championship games but three games too i mean that's a lot of travel for fans so my hope is that if they do that they'll say okay there's no reasonable way to expect fans to quickly travel to three different locations let's uh let's put the first round games on campus to the higher seat can you imagine like your number two seed ohio state and and you get to welcome up uh, number seven seed texas a&m up in this, up in December or late December, how nice would that be? Well, from a from an Ohio standpoint, not great because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get to the sun, right? I hear you. Yeah, it would be great. But I mean, I I tell you what, Ohio State would definitely sell out. They would. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait. It kills me too because some people will be like. I don't want to go to a game and sit in the stands in, in December. I'm like, you know how many Browns fans and Bills fans would die to go to a playoff game in January and sit outside? Like, quit, you know, quit being like this. You won't complain about the no. weather. Oh, no. So that always kind of blew my mind. But we'll see if we can get there. Uh, Bucks have to take care of business this weekend. They got number four, Ohio State's welcoming number 14, Northwestern. They're going to meet in Indianapolis noon Saturday. Game will be televised on Fox, Lucas Oil Stadium, right there in Indy. Ohio State's fourth trip to Indianapolis in a row. They beat Northwestern there in 2018, 45-28. And you kind of look at this Northwestern team, and you're like, what do they have? What are they bringing to the table? They're 6-1 and one on the season. Got some good wins. They beat Iowa 21-20 at Iowa. Got that 17-7 win over Wisconsin. But they got a bad loss, man. They lost 29-20 to at Michigan State. And I don't know that, you know, Michigan State's the greatest team in the world. We saw that first day when Ohio State went there. Yeah. That you know, that was one of the ones where I think they just they tried to overlook Michigan State because of the year that they were having, and they just they just got tripped up over that. But I don't, I wouldn't take nothing from them. They still have like one of the top defenses in college football. I want to say they like 13th, maybe, if I'm not if I'm correct, something like 13th total defense. So that's 
And you know what? Me and me and Saban always go back and forth on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's thinking nowadays, but he's I, you, it. Can't, you can't win no games without a solid defense. And, you know, that's what they bring to the table. And, you know, they, they run the ball pretty well, too. Yeah, they do. They're defensively stout, man. They've held everyone but Michigan State to under 21 points this year, which is pretty darn impressive in, in college, modern college football. And they've held four of those opponents to 10 points or less, which is crazy. I mean, it's 2020 teams sling the ball, you know, it's to hold someone under 10 points is it, it says a lot in these days. Um, they do run well. You touched on that. They had 411 rushing yards against Illinois last week, which is a big number. Um, but, you know, not a single running back on Northwestern's team is averaging over 50 yards a game. So it's kind of a committee approach. Passing's not great. Peyton Ramsey's a Indiana transfer is getting – Less than 200 yards a game passing each week. Nine touchdowns, six interceptions this year. Not a lot to scare you offensively. And that lack of passing, how does that make you feel since there are cons you know, concerns about Ohio State's secondary? <laughs> great. <laughs> really great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but you know what, though? Like I say, I, need, I would like for them to um, have a better passing. Like, I want them to go against teams with great receivers. Because like I say – once they get into the CFP, like that's basically what the game's gonna come into is like a seven on seven type thing, and they're gonna need to stop the pass. So, and I feel like the only way to get better at it is if to get reps at it, game reps, so you would see where you really at. And it, and unfortunately, last week we got robbed from the team of North game where they had a chance to display. But I think they they definitely got to show a great um, passing defense game this week this week because. Like I say, if they so happen, if that fourth C hole, they're going against Alabama, and uh, you know how that can be. Yeah, they like to sling, and they got some guys who can catch. You you touched on it briefly. Ohio State did not play Michigan last week, so they're going to be fresh. Northwestern had a game last week. Does that have any impact on how things play out? Uh, you know what? It, some For some, it could be good. Some, it could be bad because of the fact that, you know, if you play, obviously, you know, the timing and chemistry is still there. You know, you don't have to knock no rust off or anything like that. But if you didn't play, it's kind of like, you know, maybe you got to – you get you got a chance to have your body become fresher, you know, relax a little bit. Anything – any little nicks or nags that you was getting that you was dealing with, you know, that can have a chance to heal up. But, you know, you might have to – coming back to game speed, you know, you might it might take a little bit, a couple more reps to get back to where you were. Hmm. Yeah, I could see it going both ways. Good chance to get everyone healthy, but, you know, if you're – that offense looked like they were in a really nice groove and Justin Fields played a great game at Michigan State uh, the week prior. What about that fast track, that that turf, and, you know, the no the nice climate-controlled environment? It's not going to be raining. It's not going to be windy. It's indoors. got a really fast track. Does that favor – I mean, obviously – it does favor Ohio State because they're at more more athletic. I'm about to say we have to read that one. <laughs> but but how, how much of a difference, I guess, does that make? Um, you know, it, it's huge because you know it takes away things that you don't you, you have to think about. You know, like obviously when it's cold outside, you know, receivers' hands get kind of cold and hard. It's hard to catch the ball. You know, the weather won't be like a, a factor in the game, so you don't have to game plan around the weather. So everything is open which is good for us, obviously, because we can throw and we can run the ball well. So I think, you know, that definitely plays in Ohio State's favor. Uh, spread is 20 and a half. 
Ohio State, you think going to cover that pretty easily, or do you like Northwestern to get more of a fight? Like, I, like I, I think they're going to give a fight because I think, like I said, I respect their defense, and you know, I, like I say, I'm I still play defense, so I feel some type of way about defense, <laughs> and I think I don't think it's going to get that out of hand, and I don't think you know I I want to say that it, I would like for it to because Ohio State feels like they you know they need to go out and win with some style points, you know I think they got that that mindset that we had when we played um, Wisconsin. And I feel like they feel like, you know, they need to win by a huge margin. But I don't think – I don't think that Northwestern will give up that many points. But then again, you know, at Ohio State, sometimes when it rains, it pours, man. And it just – it don't be nothing you can really do about it. Yeah, I I, I think – see, I think it's going to get – I th- I'm looking at something like 48-13 Ohio State. I think they're going to – You think they're going to roll? I don't think Indiana – or I'm sorry, Northwestern has the horses, man. I really don't. I don't think they do, but I I, I – I can see it. I mean, I can see them rolling, but I I think that Northwestern is going to put up a better fight, if, if that makes sense. Like, I think they're going to have a little fight in them. We'll have to see. The game is uh, quickly approaching, and I'm just happy to be able to watch Ohio State football. Again. It's been a rough year. I'll, I'll take my Buckeye games anytime I can get them. At the end of the day, <laughs> we can finally turn the TV on and watch. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it, uh, Big Ten has got that crossover weekend going on where they tried to match up uh, teams based on where they finished in their division this weekend. Got two games Friday. Uh, one game now, Friday. I think one got pulled off the books. Three games have been canceled because of COVID. Purdue and Indiana was the Friday one that got taken off. Michigan at Iowa uh, has been canceled because of Michigan's COVID problems. And Michigan State at Maryland has also been canceled. Shame. Uh, Michigan was going to get just absolutely wrecked by Iowa. I'm, I'm really disappointed we don't get that. So <laughs> let's be real. Because uh, Iowa could play some football this year, you know, and, and, and Michigan's awful. So, and it was at Kinnick Stadium at night in, in cold weather. Man. It would have been something that we all would have enjoyed to see, but like that that COVID thing, man, it's it's real. No at joke. You, at least you know they wasn't ducking us. Well, to our knowledge. To our knowledge, right? Uh, we got back uh, importantly last week. Both of us got back on the winning side. Tybus, you took North Carolina plus two points, and uh, the Tar Heels beat Miami sixty-two to twenty-six. Hey, is the U back? No, you, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, and I've been telling like it's just it isn't the you from back in the day, you know. It's like that that the you back in the day was like a grimy, nasty type team. They had an attitude when they play. And I really don't, I just don't see that. Like when you watch their games, it don't seem like they got that swag like they had back in the day. So no, it's not back. And yeah. North Carolina definitely showed us that. 500-plus yards of rushing in that game by the Tar Heels. Insane. I had Iowa getting two points against Wisconsin. Iowa won the game 28-7. to So, we both had underdogs that won outright, and that's that's always good if you can do that. And for the season, man, we're both 9-2. and 9-2. and two. That's, good. That's, that's good. I wanted to be undefeated, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So I'll take what I can get. <laughs> we both took L's the week before, but we got our swag back this week. <laughs> we do. <laughs> We look at the games here. Let's run through them real quick, and then we'll pick one each week. Uh, guys, if you're listening, this is free money. Tyvis <laughs> and I do not gamble because it would backfire if we did. But, uh, hey, we're 9-2 and two on the air, each of us. And if you, if you take our picks all year, you're going to do well. Nebraska at Rutgers, Friday, 730, BTN. Uh, Oregon 
at number 13, USC, Friday, 8 p.m. on Fox. That's the Pac-12 championship game. Washington had to pull out of because of COVID concerns, so Oregon jumped right in. That's kind of cool they were able to do that. Saturday, you got number 10, Oklahoma, at number 6, Iowa, or against number 6, Iowa State, for the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Oklahoma's favored by five and a half points. That's interesting. It is very interesting, actually. You know, I'm really leaning towards taking that game. Minnesota against uh, at Wisconsin on Saturday at 4 p.m. on BTN. Badgers are 12 and a half point favorites. Seems a little big. Number three, Clemson against number two, Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. It's a rematch Saturday, 4 p.m. on ABC there. Clemson is 10 and a half point favorites. That seems pretty big too. Illinois at Penn State. Nittany Lions are 15-point favorites in a game that will be played at 5.30 Saturday on FS1. Number 23, Tulsa, against number 9, Cincinnati, in the AAC championship game, Saturday at 8 p.m. on ABC. Cincinnati is two touchdown favorites, 14 points there. And then number 1, Alabama, against number 7, Florida, in the SEC championship game, Saturday 8 p.m. on CBS, Alabama's 17-point favorites. Looking at those games, who do you like the most? Uh, like I say, that that uh, Oklahoma and Iowa game is very, very interesting. Or Iowa State, I should say. Like I, 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 I want to take Iowa State, and you know, want to see if the if the committee is right on there. You want Iowa State plus five and a half points there, huh? I'm thinking uh, is either that or I'm going with Notre Dame. No, that's tempting too. But... <laughs> uh, I don't. You know what? You know what? <laughs> this is championship week. I'm going all in. I'm going with Notre Dame. How about that? I'm I'm taking Notre Dame straight up. Notre Dame plus ten and a half points. Yep. You're in good. You're in good shape there. Going Notre Dame. Uh, all right. Uh, I like that pick, man. I, I, it's again. I will root for Notre Dame in that game. I don't do it often, but when they're when anyone's playing Clemson, I will root for them. It could be, it could be the most hated team on earth. It could be the Russian team playing Clemson. I'm gonna I put my Russian sweater on. Let's, do it. <laughs> Let's see. I got to pick one of these here. I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with USC, mm. giving three points against Oregon. I know Trojans have got a lot. Like a, I think they got three last minute comeback wins, but. Uh, Oregon three and two, just not a good team this year. So I'm gonna take take the Trojans. Nah, not that much this year, man. They lost some dudes. They lost their their best player, opted out early, and um, so I got USC minus three. All right, and Tybus has Notre Dame getting ten and a half. I like both those picks. I think we're about to be ten and two, and uh, it's gonna get trickier once we get in the college football playoff because I don't know how many bowl games are gonna be played this year. We'll have to pick some bowl games here and there, and <laughs> and then we got those big boy games, and we gotta be on it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be hard for the point spread of them. I'm gonna have to go against the point spread a lot of the time. Gonna be tricky. It's time for whack stories. You know the rules. Tybus shares a hilarious or absurd story from his days as a Buckeye. I've enjoyed these all year long, and uh, looking forward to hearing what you have today. All right. Well, this one is it's kind. Of, it's it's not hilarious. Okay. It's, it's not sad. You're, you're not gonna make people. It's not. It's not a sad story. Uh, <laughs> and I won't say it's absurd. Okay. It's just a story. Way to sell it, man. 
so so this is so this is what happened. This is actually this, I'm gonna tell you about the time where I was hooping with um Kelsey Mitchell. You know, Kelsey was the um basketball player at Ohio State. Yeah, she basketball. could knock down buckets. Yeah. So let me tell you how let me tell you how I met Kelsey. <laughs> so this is the off season. You know, during the off season, a lot of the times the off the uh, football team, you know, we all think we basketball players at heart. Mm-hmm. So you know we like we about to go let's go to the go let's go hit the art pack and let's go hoop. All right, so we get there, and they like they tell me the team. They already picked the teams and whatnot, and they like, yeah, we got we got her, and I'm looking like y'all picked up a girl on our team. Like, what y'all doing? Like, you, you didn't know who she was. Yeah, I didn't know who she was. <laughs> they was like, they was like, Tyrus, trust me, bro. She 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 can hoop. I'm like, man, all right. You so I'm already skeptical. I'm like, all right, here we go, man. Y'all already selling us, man. Y'all gonna put a girl on our team, type thing. So, uh. <laughs> We get in the game. Man, when I tell you she was out there dishing that rock like John Don Stockton. I listen, so this is what made me a believer. I'm we playing and I'm going to the lane and she got the rock. When I tell you she threw me one of the sweetest no-look pass, dime. I'm talking about it was a dime. It threw me off guard. I almost dropped the ball because I didn't think it was gonna come like this. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, she a hooper for sure. <laughs> so that was when I was like, okay, she got all of my respect. So to see her go into the college basketball and become dominant the way she was, it was like, man, I knew it. I, I knew I wasn't tripping that day. <laughs> I knew that she was going to be nice. So yeah, that was that was a good time. Was- did, did, did your team win that day? Yeah, we won. That's fantastic. And I guess a lot of guys probably tipped their cap after that day and said, all right, give yeah, it up, yeah. right? You got to. Yeah, you got a point. You got to pay your respect. She was she was definitely a hooper. She was legit. Was she getting buckets, too? Yeah, she had she got a nice little jumper on her for sure. That one thing about her, she could score. But that day, it's just like, you know, it, obviously playing with males and football players, it's kind of hard to get to the lane. You know what I'm saying? There's <laughs> a lot of big dudes down there. I don't think you're going to go to the lane like that. It's hard for me. So I doubt that she was going to go down there and try to just finish. But yeah, she was sitting out there and she was hitting, knocking shots down for sure. Did she roast anyone? Like, did, did, did she shake anyone? No, no, no. It wasn't. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. They weren't going to have that. They were, <laughs> I don't think they, they wasn't going to have that. But you got to think, though, like, like when football players play basketball, like now, like, it's hard for us to play, like, full out. Like, so it's like always like a 75% effort because, you know, you don't want to get hurt. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, we're we going we gonna to play, but we ain't going as hard as we can go type thing. So you you got to take it with a grain of salt. You can't really look at it like, you know, if, if they was better or – it's not an honest look, I should say, because it's not like, you know, we always playing 100%. It's like if they – like if somebody going to the lane, it's not like we're going to try to block you or tug you down because we don't want nobody to get hurt type yeah. thing. How mad would Coach be? You blew out your knee playing hoops. Right. So, <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. <laughs> Did uh, You can dunk, right? Is that safe to assume you can throw down dunks? Yeah, listen, I still can get up there and throw that ball down. I mean, Man, every- you're talking like you're 45. Y'all it's funny fun. because every year I'll be sitting, like, in the off season, I'll be like, you know, I get a basketball, and I'm like, let me see, just to see if I still can do it. And every year, man, I still get up there and still dunk that ball. So, I'm like, okay, I still got it. Do you remember the first time you dunked? Yeah, it was in high school. So this is this is how it happened. We was in gym class, and everybody was having like a little dunk off. Everybody was like, let me, let me see if I could dunk. 
We were sitting there. And I was so close. I'm like, why can't I just get up there and just dunk it? Like, it's, I'm right there. So one of my one of my friends who played point guard, he was like, he can't dunk at all. He was shorter than me, so he can't dunk. He was like, you know what? He said, try to jump off your left foot. Yeah, you keep jumping off your right, jump off your left foot and see what happens. Hmm. I'm like, all right, you know. And this is like, this is at this time, we was in basketball practice. And we was like, you know, you shoot around before basketball practice. So I was shooting around. I'm like, let me see. You know, maybe it will work. When I went up there, when I tell you, I jumped so high and dunked that ball, I said, wow. <laughs> like, wow, this whole time I've been doing it wrong. Love it. I had to be like 14 or 15 the first time I dunked. And it was just, it was a beautiful thing, man. Like <laughs> said, how, how long were you smiling afterwards? Look, I couldn't, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on, let me, let me see that ball. Let me try it again. Cause this is make sure it wasn't a fluke. And I got up there and did it again. I was like, yeah, I'm legit now. I'm in that. Awesome. Group. Awesome. You uh probably surprised to hear this. I've never dunked, but. Uh... <laughs> Maybe someday, man. I'm not giving up hope. You Maybe gotta, someday. Listen, I told you, you get on, a, you get on my workout <laughs> plan, man. I'm telling you, you, we're gonna make sure you get up there and throw it down. You might go be looking like MJ. You just gonna glide. Ooh, from the foul line. I like it. Uh, funny story about Kelsey Mitchell. Her dad was uh, hired as an assistant coach at Ohio State when she arrived. Really? And the whole time he was there, Mark Mitchell's his name. He, uh, his Twitter handle. I love this. It's one of my favorite Ohio State stories anywhere. So he's a coach for, you know, major program, and his Twitter handle the whole time is headbuster420. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That means that in that coaching was not going to change who he was. No. <laughs> headbuster420. Just, just That's let, me, let me give Weed a shout out real quick for some 420 in my, my Twitter handle. I'm about to go take this important job. <laughs> wow. Well, at least you know he was authentic. <laughs> yeah, he was. He absolutely was. Hey, it's uh, it's time for Going for Three, our weekly roast of whatever catches our eye and news involving the Michigan Wolverines and what a soap opera they have going on up there right now. Just canceled their game this weekend at Iowa. It's a third game in a row they've had to cancel. COVID has run wild in the program. I don't know if you saw. Here's a photo last week of them practicing. Did you see that photo? I did not. Had like – 18 guys on the field. That's so, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm inclined to believe them, again. Uh, that they, <laughs> they can't play these games because, you know, none of them, none of them listen to their coach. And, so don't believe what they say. They did. No. They no. put that photo out there just, you know, so people – it could be just – Ah, I see what you're saying. Uh, but, you know, whether they're telling the truth or not doesn't matter because nobody believes them, right? I mean, for the rest of time, they're going to be accused of ducking Ohio State and other teams. And – I don't know. Even if it is true and they're being serious and, and, and honest and they couldn't go because COVID hit the team, is not some of that on Harbaugh a little bit? I mean, Ohio State had an outbreak. They got control of it. Northwestern didn't have a single positive case this year. Other other teams have played eight games. Is some of that on Harbaugh? If you're telling your kids, hey, you guys can't go to the club, you can't go to the bars, you can't hang around, you know, can't go to parties, and they're doing it anyway. That's on him, right? It's got to be. Got to be. Got to be. Yeah, uh, if, if everybody else can figure it out, why can't y'all? 
because they don't want to be there, man. They've already had guys opt out that didn't want to play. They've had another guy with the transfer portal this week. It's a sinking ship. And they're still talking about giving this guy an extension. And, you know, Ohio State fans everywhere are saying, please, please, please do that. Can we chip in some money and make it happen? Because he's not the dude, man. He's not the dude. I don't see him getting an extension. I don't think they, I don't think they want him there anymore. You're good friends with Richard Sherman, right? I'm, he's he's an associate of mine. Oh, okay. I played it cool. I see. We, you, we, I, see I don't. You. We I don't call. We're not friends. We are uh, ex coworkers. Is what I. Oh, like I to, see how. Okay. What I, I like to say. I see how it is. What does has he ever said anything about Harbaugh? Because he played for him, in, in in San Francisco in Stanford. Did he play for? No, he played for him at Stanford. Is what he played for. Yeah. I don't want you to throw Richard under the bus, but I mean, no, no, he it, said they bumped heads. That's all he said. They that, bumped heads. I, I don't think. I don't think they. He thought. You know what? He said they bumped heads because they were too much alike. That's what hmm. he said. That's what he said. I see. Does he ever say anything about him being just super weird and awkward? No, nah, we I don't really talk to him about him a lot. But the okay. last time we talked, he said that the reason that him and Harbaugh bumped heads is because they were too much alike. And he was the reason that he should be thanking him because he's the reason Richard Sherman became the, the cornerback that he is because he was a – Sherman was a, a, a wide receiver at Stanford. When he got there, huh? Yeah, he pl- played two seasons as a wide receiver. And I guess him and Harbaugh got into it and um, he told him he won't play receiver here no more. So he played uh, with DB, became a, yeah, a corner, and that's – the rest is history. Well, hey, when we get in the offseason, we're going to have to try to get Sherman on the show. I'll see. I'll, and, uh, you know, he told me he would do my – he told me he would jump on the podcast and talk. So, you know, he can clear that up for y'all. Oh, I'd love it, man. He'd I just want everybody guess. to know that we are not friends. We are ex-co-workers. That's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for our wives, we wouldn't even talk. They get along really well? Yes. They are like bestest of friends, but – but the only reason me and Richard even talk is because our our wives. It's always our wives that make us better, is it not? <laughs> yeah. One last thing on Michigan. This is a team uh, right now that Rutgers is sitting ahead of in the standings. And if Rutgers can somehow beat Nebraska, and they're only six-and-a-half-point favorites at home, and I, you know, Seattle's got them playing this year, Michigan will absolutely finish behind Rutgers in the standings. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> so happy. Rutgers! <laughs> you imagine if Ohio State finished behind Rutgers, what fans, they'd be marching to burn down the stadium right now. I, I really wanted them to finish dead last. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I want finish dead last. They had a chance, but Michigan State got their game canceled. Because if Michigan State would have played and won this weekend, Michigan would have finished last in the East. It would have been... It's just one of those seasons. Uh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the fact that they didn't get a home win this season. That's, yes. that's a great victory for me. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. Me too. We're going to have to savor it. Well, you know, we'll savor it all year. It's been a magical year for those that hate Michigan. So uh, we've certainly enjoyed it and certainly enjoyed this show. Thanks for uh, joining us on this episode of No Cap. We will see you next week for a special holiday show. It'll be fun. Ooh. Might have to wear some Santa hats. <laughs> yeah, we can do it definitely got to be in the spirit yeah we will be the spirit Uh, until then take care of each other and be kind to each other